Wow. I mean, you got to lead off this podcast with just talking about straight up. Carlton Towns dropped 60 points tonight. That is four points over LeBron James is 56. That is was the season high. I think tied also with Trey Young at 56 for the season. Cat just dropped 60 on insane efficiency. It wasn't like he took 45 shots and made 40% of them. No, he went insane. We're going to talk about that. And we're obviously going to talk about the Wolves win, them beating the franchise record in points in a single game. Two, that's very notable. And we'll talk about the Sixers selling for us. And unfortunately, they lost to the Nuggets today. I mean, yeah, they lost to the Nuggets today. So we did not gain ground in the Nuggets, unfortunately. But, I mean, yeah, I have to lead off with Cat. <clears throat> he had 60 points, 17 rebounds, too. That's pretty crazy. That's <laughs> that's a lot of rebounds. He was 19 of 31 from the field and 7 of 11 from 3. That's insane efficiency. I don't know if it can get really better than that, realistically. Like, we're talking 61% from the field and 63% from 3. That's unreal. Um, I think tonight showed more why Cat needs to bring his three-point volume up. Like, don't, not take 11 threes a game, but he's had a lot of games recently, and it's mainly because, I mean, part of it's because he's been dominating the paint, like, a lot as of late. Um, but he's been taking, like, two, three threes a game, something like that, in the last two weeks. Finally, tonight, he exploded for 11 attempts, and I think he should not take 11 a night, but take more, like, <clears throat> six a night. I think you can find a healthy medium bet- between 3 and 11, and that number is probably 6, um, because he's going to hit you know f- over 40% of them. It's an insanely efficient shot, especially for a guy at his size taking that type of shot. Um, but just an insane night. And he was even playmaking a little bit too. What do you have, 3-4 assists? I need to take a peek at the box score quick. 3 assists. I mean, that's decent. He had a steal too. Um, but just insane. 15 of 16 from the free throw line. If you guys haven't noticed, he's changed his free throw routine up. I might have to do the numbers on that soon to see what his percentage is when he's using his new form. I'm actually, I'll do that uh, in a little bit here, but it, it's looked a lot better. You know, he's not stretching his legs out as much, and he's, you know, it's more like a Kobe Bryant type stance. He's not putting as much effort into like going down and bending his knees, going for the free throw. It's just like a quick, you know, throw up, I guess. I don't know. It's It's hard to explain. But it's it's a lot different than what is before. Alright, I did the quick math. He is thirty-four of thirty-eight in the last four games since changing that, which is eighty-nine percent from the free throw line. And this like that's impressive. He just changed it. So I mean you'd assume as he gets more used to it over time and get better, but it's a lot better than his normal season numbers, which before he changed his free throw routine and like just his form, I think it was down at like eighty-one percent. So it, it being up at 89% is probably getting him an extra point, point and a half a game. So that's definitely pretty big. Um, and it, he's going to continue next year. So, I mean, that's just another case to why he's going to be an even better scorer next year because of this, you know, better free throw shot. Like, it might sound silly kind of to say that, but, I mean, it you can really add another point and a half a game to your totals per game over the season just by shooting 8% better from the free throw line. You know, a guy who actually goes to the line a decent amount. Like, he's top 10, I believe, in free throw attempts a game in the NBA. So, like, he goes to the line a decent, like, a, a good amount. So, it's 
when if he improves his free throw percentages, you know, that helps him a big time. But a historic night for him. He beats his own career high and Timberwolves franchise record uh, points, which he broke. He he broke the franchise record back in 2018 against the Hawks. He scored 56. Um, I believe that was 2018 at least. Maybe it was 2019. I can't remember. Um, but I believe it was the 18-19 season. I, I, somebody may have, maybe could fact check that, but I don't really know. Um, but he just broke that. So 60 points. That's going to be hard to beat. Like, there's, there's not many players in NBA history who have a career high over 60. Like, that is hard to do. Like, even some of the all-time greats, like LeBron, I believe his is like 61. I don't know what Michael Jordan's is, but I think it's like around the low 60s too. Like, it is so hard to score 60 points in a game, let alone 50. Like, it, I don't know how he... He's just absurd. And the, and he and it's not like he did it against a complete cupcake of a team. Like, the Spurs aren't a very good team, but they're not a bad team. And it's not like he did it against an easy, you know, one-on-one matchup. He went against Podal tonight, who is one of the best defending centers in the league. So if he would have played a team like the Thunder, who have no rim protection, I mean, he could have dropped 70. But he did it against a really, really good defending center, in my opinion. And you worked him all game, then worked Zach Collins off the bench. Like, just a phenomenal job. And we knew he needed to do that tonight because Nas Reed was not playing. Um, like, Nathan Knight had some moments, but he had some t- horrible moments also tonight. Like, we needed a cat to play as much as he did. And he was starting to get in a little bit of foul trouble, for sure. He had five fouls um, that he ended the game with. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he... I mean, I, I need to check how many minutes he played quick. He played... Uh, th- he, wow, he only played 36 minutes. Jeez. That's that's not too many minutes, actually. Um, I was I thought he played more like 40. But 36 minutes, that that's, makes it even more impressive to me, in my opinion. That's barely over what he does in a game i think he averages like 33 34 minutes per game so i don't know how but that man just dropped 60 in a game where he didn't even play over 40 minutes and he took 31 shots like that is so hard to do there's barely anybody that they got i don't know if there's anybody else that's done that in the time that he's done that in (laughs) maybe there probably is but off the top of my head i can't really think of it but what a night from carl Anthony towns just historic so now let's try to move past that for a little bit. You know, the 60-point, 17-rebound performance from Carl Anthony Towns. Let's talk about the game. The Timberwolves now have 40, 40 wins on the season. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we're 70 games in. Like, just take a peek at what we were um, at Game 70 last year. I believe we were somewhere in the range of, like, 22 and 46. <laughs> like... Oh my gosh, we are 40 and 30 compared to whatever that was. You know, that's like an 18 game spread. I don't know how, but we just, this team is so much better. It's so much more fun to watch too. Um, Like this team's insane right now. We are 10 games above 500 now with that W, 40 wins on the year. That's pretty big. Um, that's the second time we've hit that milestone, I believe in like 14 or actually over 14 years, way over 14 years, like 18 years range. So that's really impressive. The Clippers lost today, by the way. So now we have a four and a half game lead on them. I don't think the Clippers can even really catch up at this point. Like we're just so far ahead. Like you would have to, like, this is what you'd have to ask at this point. You'd have to have the Wolves go on like a big five game losing streak 
with the Clippers going on a five-game winning streak. Like, that's kind of what needs to happen at this point for the Clippers to pull ahead, and I just don't see it realistically happening. Um, our next game is against the Lakers on Wednesday. The Lakers have been so bad as of late, and we're home for that game. Right now, the Lakers are getting beat by 17 with three minutes left in the half, and just yesterday, they lost by 30 to the Suns. Like, they've been horrible as a team. Anthony Davis will not be back for that game. He's been out for a while still, and he won't be back for a little bit. I know that. But it, was, it wasn't it was the best game. I mean, the offense was absurd. Obviously, a lot of the credit to Carl Anthony Towns there. Um, but, I mean, we shot really well from three. 17 to 33 from three. That's 51%, 57% from the field. Anthony Edwards definitely did not have a game today. He had five points. I think you can credit a lot to that, to taking up those shots. But, I mean, Ant wasn't, like, driving usually like he does. And sometimes when he was, he wasn't getting foul calls, which is really annoying because he needs those calls. Like, he needs to get to the free throw line more, and the refs are just not allowing him to, it seems like. Um, but, yeah, I think he'll have a bounce-back game next game. This was just an out-of-the-ordinary game for him, in my opinion. You know, just a lot of things going against him when it comes to scoring, but definitely did not look like his usual self out there. Patrick Beverly, 20 points on eight assists. What a game from him. He was kind of the guy who really helped set the tone at the start offensively. He had he was three of four from three in the game today, uh, five of eight from the field, attempted eight free throws, made seven of them. Like this is one of his better offensive performances of the year, and it's gonna get overshadowed because of what Cat did. Um, but we we can't really let that happen. Um, because, I mean, this is a phenomenal performance by him. Like, really, really good stuff. Only one turnover, too. Like, he controlled the ball well. And the other guard, D'Angelo Russell, had a really nice game, too, in my opinion. He would have had maybe a 30-point game if, you know, we weren't trying to use Cat as much as we did. D'Lo had 19 points, 6 assists, and 3 steals on 8-12 shooting. 3-5 from 3. Super efficient stuff from him. Definitely would have scored a lot more if, you know, we didn't feed Cat every possession, and Cat wasn't doing what he was doing like every single time he touched the ball, just getting buckets. Um, but obviously, you know, it was happening, so D'Lo had to be more of the playmaker. But when he was shooting the ball, he was shooting the ball well. He had a nice game, for sure. Um, he He's coming off of some pretty bad shooting performances, so it's nice to see him get something good going tonight. We needed that for him. Off the bench, Jalen Noel, again, <laughs> proving why. This, like, he should never be out of the rotation. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 6 of 8 shooting, 0 of 1 from 3. Like, I'm I'm so serious when I say this. I think this guy, in a few years, is going to be a 6-man of the year candidate. He's so talented. He's young. He's on a very, very good contract. Like, I we he's got a team option this next year for, like, $2 million dollars. But I could see the, the the want to decline that and then lock him up for like multiple years in the off season for cheaper because like this is what I imagine happens. Let's say we decline it and we give him like a four year. I don't know what he wants. Like maybe he wants three years, maybe a little less like long. Um, but like three years, uh, like twenty five million maybe around that range, maybe less. I don't know how much he'll ask for, but it's probably something around there, maybe $8 million a year. I, I would 100% love that deal. Um, but if you accept it, obviously it helps out the cap by like a good $6, 7000000 at least. 
this season. But in the long run, you know, say Jalen Noel has another phenomenal year, he becomes like a 12-point-per-game score off the bench, like he really should be next year, and he definitely, in my opinion, will be, then he's going to probably want more of like a four-year, you know, $50 million deal. Like a lot of players are asking for tons of money, like lots of money. Like players worse than him are asking for more than him. Like that's happening. So I think it's smarter to you know, sign him to a deal this offseason. Um, but nonetheless, keep that dude in the lineup. Please. There's no reason to why he should be out. If you have to take Jordan McLaughlin out of the rotation for him, you have to do that. Because developing him is so much more precious, and he's a better player. He's a better player than Jordan McLaughlin. Even if he doesn't play make as well, he's a better player. You know, he he saves us so much off the bench with his scoring he's a necessity and he's not like a bad playmaker he's had really nice moments and good flashes he's getting better but if you can continue to develop this kid like he's going to become a phenomenal basketball player for this team and just for the years to come so I, that I, that's just a quick segment i want to talk about jail noel for like keep playing this guy he needs to keep playing as much as he is maybe i don't know if he'll be able to play 25 minutes per game for the rest of the year, but he's got to be playing around like 20 minutes a game. I think that's really reasonable too. Like, rest Beverly and D'Lo as much as you can down the rest of the season. We need to prevent those guys from getting hurt because we know those guys get hurt a lot. All right, so we did this last podcast, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to answer some, like maybe three or four questions that I like from my Instagram page that you guys sent in. The first question is from Adam. Why was Jade in the game instead of Layman with Layman or Leo with 40 seconds left? And to be quite honest, I don't know. I don't know what Finch was thinking there. Same like I think Beverly was in the game too. He should have just unloaded the bench because it, I do. I think Jaden's kind of hurt like badly. I I kind of feel like like I don't I I I don't actually I actually didn't really get a good look at it. <clears throat> I just saw him go down. I didn't really see a replay, but by the looks of it, you know he wasn't able to like walk on it too much he needed help to get back to the locker room um so i do expect him to miss some time now unfortunately like if he cannot walk on it instantly you know i I got concerned for sure so maybe he misses time now uh maybe it's just one of those things that hurts for a little bit like a twisted ankle you know like those things are it's it's possible that that's the case you know we can we can hope that's the case um but i'm just really praying and hoping that i don't see a tweet soon that says that he's going to get an x-ray because that would mean he's probably got something going on and i mean we cannot afford losing this guy down the stretch he's one of our best defenders and he's been a phenomenal offensive piece for us as of late like i made a post on instagram um and he he was nice offensively today two eight eleven points four seven shooting one of three from three but prior to today's game in his last 10 games, um, I need to find the post quick. He is getting 12 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game on 52% from the field, 38% from three. Like he's been a super, like a super reliable, you know, just player for us. Um, like he's always going to be a phenomenal defender, but the offense is really what's kicked in. So we need that guy healthy. Definitely not a good moment for Finch keeping him in. I don't know what the exact reason was. I might need to look through some post-game press conference quotes. Um, I'm sure they were asked. They asked him about it, so I could check that after the, I answer this question. But, 
yeah, I, I don't know why they kept him in. I would have so much rather have seen Leo come in. And I know the, like a minute of NBA time isn't really valuable to that guy, like just a singular minute of it, but it's just cool for him to play in more games. All right, so I checked some post-game stuff, and he actually hasn't even been asked about um, the, like, he wasn't even, like, Finch wasn't even asked about Jaden. But the next question is, how do you feel about the media's portrayal of the Timberwolves? It sucks. I mean, it's we're a small market team. I don't know how much of that has to do with it, to be honest. Maybe the fact that we just haven't been good for a while. But, I mean, just looking down these top analysis, like Skip Bayless, I mean, he's he's Skip Bayless, but all he's talking about is obviously, like, you know, random stuff about the Lakers and just hating on the Lakers. Doesn't mention it at all. Um, Stephen A. Smith has not mentioned it on his Twitter either. Like, all these top media people don't mention it. I mean, if this was anybody else dropping six, he'd be number one on tr- trending on Twitter, and Cat is number eight trending on Twitter. Like, I'll take it, but, like, George's Niang is trending above him at number five right now. Like, how? Jokic is trending above him right now. Um, WWE Raw is trending above him right now. The Bachelor's trending above him right now. Like, if that was anybody else, they would be number one trending. It's 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 not really a massive example, but it's like I just I don't think the teams respect it as much as they should, and that's obvious. I think everybody can tell that. Um, like obviously, you know, Bleacher Report and NBA, all those guys will post it because that's their jobs. But you know, people not not a lot of analysts will go out of their way to give him credit. I think they will tomorrow for sure on their like you know shows and stuff but it would have been nice to see more of that tonight but that's just a little snippet of it i guess but i definitely think the timberwolves in general not just from tonight but just in general should be getting more respect like we're 40 and 30 we are a top 12 record league in team in the league i think top 13 like that's absurd we're 40 and 30 you know we're top 12 13 team in the league right now like how are we not being talked about more we, we, we climbed up from the 13th seed last year, and now we're one of the best teams in the league, arguably. Like, come on. Let's get some more, you know, talks going about us, media. All right, just another quick question. It's not really related to the game, but it's how do you think we perform against the Lakers? And I think it should be a good game for us. I do expect to win. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. I mean, obviously, I play LeBron and all those guys, but that team has been so bad, like, so bad as of late i would be upset as heck if we lose especially in our own our own court obviously they have talented players in that roster but the team just doesn't know what they're doing as a whole that's dysfunctional they have bad ball movement a lot like i think russell westbrook he he gets way too much hate off the court i don't think like he's getting way too much hate but he should never been on this team he kills the ball movement he should never been traded to the lakers he does not fit around this team He's hurting LeBron James and that team a lot this year. I mean, just watching them, the amount of times he takes away other players' highlights because he can't dribble with his head up is unreal. He turns the ball over a lot, obviously. I, I think he, I think that's kind of exaggerated a little too much. Like, obviously, he's a main ball handler. Like, he does turn over way too, like, more than he should. But people make it sound worse than it actually is. Like, people think he turns it over 10 times a game. In reality, he doesn't do that. But he's definitely one of the worst in the league when it comes to turnovers. But it's more expected when he, you know, he plays like he does. But I mean, they do have really good players like LeBron, especially. But 
we should win that game. Um, hopefully, we got our guys back. Not too sure on McDaniels right now. I think he might, he might be out. But Vanderbilt could be back for that game. Um, but hopefully everybody rests up tomorrow. And, yeah, I, I I really hope, you know, everybody's good to go. You know, it it's going to be a packed crowd again. Target Center has been insane as of late. I can't even wrap my head around how good it feels to watch fans be so excited about this team. Like, our last two home games... Like, they weren't even against good teams, and they were on weekdays, and the crowd was packed as heck. Like, that never happens. Never. The old Timberwolves from last, well, two years ago, because there, there was fans there, maybe, at best, you can sell out half the stadium. Now we're getting, like, sellouts. You know, obviously there's some sections taped off at the top. I think every team in the league has to do that a little bit. But, I mean, it's basically sold out every single game right now for us. And let's keep it that way, you know. Wolves fans really showing their support. Um, it's helping the team out a lot. You know, it's real home court advantage when we pack the stands like that. And, you know, with the continued wins, I think fans are, you know, they want to come to the games even more, and I want to go to the games even more. Like, it's a fun, fun, fun team to watch. Awesome basketball. Super proud of them. And, yeah, ends up this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. A little bit of a later game tonight. I'm, it's almost 10.45 right now. Um, so I'm going to hop off here. And I'll see you guys hopefully on Wednesday. Peace.